More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. 14 hours up, 14 hours down. This is the 15th hour as we roll into the weekend. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show podcast. Lots of unique and special offerings coming your way in 2023 that will be podcast exclusives. Buck's doing interviews. I'm doing interviews. We're doing interviews. Lots of stuff that will not be appearing on the radio show. If you like what you're hearing, we will have lots of unique things for you all for free on the podcast network. So for example, I did a long form sit down this week with, which just means a long chat covering a whole range of things. Uh, with Oren McIntyre from The Blaze, really smart guy. If you want a bunch of wonky political science book recommendations, we just could, I had to like slow him down. He was just rattling them off, rattling them off. He's at The Blaze where I started my media career. So I'm very fond of the, of The Blaze and very thankful to Glenn Beck always. Um, but, uh, also talk to Ann Coulter, which I know for some of you, super excited conversation you want to hear. Some others of you, I don't know. Maybe you want to check it out. Maybe you might disagree with some of what Miss Coulter puts out there with the Coulter flamethrower, but uh, she doesn't mess around. And also our friend uh, Carolyn Levitt, who ran that that valiant campaign in New Hampshire, but she's a up and coming, well, media personality and uh, Gen Z, Gen Z, not even millennial, Gen Z right winger, and she really tries to sell me on New Hampshire as an amazing state. How much time have I've spent? I think I've been to New Hampshire twice. I don't know it. I don't know it well enough to have a real informed opinion is what I would say about it. So she tries to sell me. Have you spent much time up in New Hampshire? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, um, battles of Lexington and Concord were in New Hampshire, right? I, I think I'm correct in that. The start of the Revolutionary War. Massachusetts. Club. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a big whiff by me. In fact, like that might be my biggest historical whiff of all time. Because clearly you drive from Boston out there. But th- the point on this is I haven't spent very much time in the uh, in the Northeast, uh, in, like, I would say the New England states. 
So I'm trying to think. I've flown into Manchester a few times, but I don't think I've ever really spent any time going around in New Hampshire. Now, I've been to Maine. I've been to Massachusetts, but not a lot of time in the New England states. And I am just in 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 disbelief that I got Lexington and Concord wrong and thought that they were in New Hampshire instead it's of in right. Massachusetts. You're a, you're a Civil War guy. That's Revolutionary I, War. I know. You know right. I know. That, that, is a, that is a whiff. Um, so, uh, yes. And I'm, by the way, interviewing Alexi Lawless today. You'll be able to hear a conversation with Alexi Lawless. Obviously, big-time U.S. soccer fan. Um, I might hit him with the... Uh, you you see funny. Alexi Lawless, and your, your mind goes back to the 90s, hacky sack... And Dave Matthews Band, I think, right away. And also, when you, Goatees had a real moment in the 90s. I don't, some of the people listening to this, I don't mean like a well-kept little... I mean like a, you know, King Tut kind of goatee. Oh, yeah. Like the, you know, the... Yep. The goatee was very powerful there. I was going to say, I was going to hit Alexi Lawless with this Babylon B uh, uh, headline that I saw yesterday. We were talking about the NHL and the the player who didn't want to wear the gay pride uh, jersey. Uh, in the Babylon Bee headline, I'm reading it, NHL player says if he wanted to support the gays, he'd be playing soccer. That is what that is the Babylon Bee headline. That is really funny. And you, 100% of you are a sports fan, read that. You laughed. Every single sports fan who reads that will laugh, I believe. A lot of them are woke and will claim they did not laugh. But anyway, I'll ask him about that. Um, so, I teased, Buck, this audio that I heard yesterday. So, this uh, this individual has been charged. I, I need to remember his name. By the way, Allie says, not only did I get Lexington and Concord wrong, Buck, she grew up uh, in Lexington, Mass., and Concord. So I actually whiffed on her hometown. Uh, I have toured but the Lexington and Concord, by the way. Um, so uh, so it was a whiff not only by me historically, but also, of course, Allie actually is from the place that I whiffed on and got in the wrong state. But uh, do we tell everybody that the reason we're talking about this, Alexi Lawless, uh, New Hampshire because of Carolyn Levitt, because the Clay and Buck podcast stream now, yeah. even if you listen to our full radio show, there are now additional episodes, sit-downs, talks going into the Clay and Buck feed. So really, even if you're just a radio listener, subscribe. The iHeart app, uh, a really good place to go this weekend. Catch up on some of There's stuff in there that you will not get on the radio show. Yeah, tons of it. And so uh, I would encourage all of you out there to go subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Um, so the, the, the killing that happened also in Massachusetts, uh, this uh, alleged killing, because we still don't have a body, they have arrested this woman's husband for the charges. And as Anna part, Walsh, right? Isn't that her yeah, name? Yeah, what's the yeah. husband's name? Do you remember? Um, something Walsh. I don't remember his first Brian name. Brian Walsh. Brian Walsh, I when, think. Whenever you're husband. talking about somebody who's accused of a grisly murder, you know, you always want to get the name yeah. exactly right. So yes. he has been arrested, accused of murder. This is what it sounded like as the jur as the judge read the evidence against him. In particular, there have been allegations that he was using Google to look up things that were very incriminating. But when you hear them read back to back to back in the timeline, if you haven't heard this, your jaw is about to drop. This was in Massachusetts as part of the hearing in front of the judge. This is the evidence arrayed against this individual, Brian Walsh. At 4.55 a.m. on January 1st, he searched how long before a body starts to smell. At 4.58 a.m., how to stop a body from decomposing. 
at 5.47 a.m. Ten ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. At 6.25 a.m. on the 1st, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? At 6.34 a.m. on the 1st, can we throw away body parts? At 9.59 a.m., can identification be made on partial remains? At 11.34 a.m., dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. At 11.44, how to clean blood from wooden floor. At 11.56 on the 1st, luminol to detect blood. At 1.08, what happens when we put body parts in ammonia? At 1.21 p.m., is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? I mean... Oh, my God. Now, those are Google searches. It basically, as and, and some of you, if you couldn't hear every word, you can go watch. I, I shared this video on my Twitter feed. You can scroll down and you can go find it of him standing there as all these Google searches that they had uncovered were read out that he had allegedly con, uh, done in the wake of his wife's departure. Uh, we don't know what happened to her, right? So if you're the defense attorney and you hear all that evidence that we just played, of all the things that he was searching for, also he went and bought $450 in cleaning supplies from Home Depot and was caught lying about that. I don't know. The only defense that I can think of, Buck, is that this is like Gone Girl. Did you see the movie Gone Girl? Yeah, but unless he has, you know, seven chapters written over the last six months, so you're talking about the murder murder novel defense, right? Yeah, well, no, no. He could do the murder, murder novel defense, the one that I I think the only yeah. one that actually applies here is that his wife set him up and that she still spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie Gone yeah. Girl the idea is the husband killed her and she actually fled and set him up this guy's going to prison for a very long time as he as he well should uh, that's you know, obviously these defenses are very highly theoretical and, and not going to sway a jury given this is the closest thing. I have ever seen in any criminal case, uh, and I think anyone has ever seen in a criminal case, to effectively a, um, it's almost like a confession by Google, by Google search. Yes. That's a confession good way by Google search, meaning you're like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. He, he goes through these things. There's no way to explain any of that in the real world that doesn't make it seem obvious that this is a guy who was planning the murder of his wife. I mean, the whole thing is, I think they have three kids. It, well, you know, it's, it's sounds like he so was monstrous. trying maybe to get life insurance money is maybe yeah, the motive, over, motive if you're wondering what was going on there. But to, to try to plan, uh, first degree murder through your, you know, through Google searches, it just show, I mean, a lot of people just have no understanding of the internet searchability, you know, the, the fact that every, that everything is effectively logged always and forever. Um, and that these are things, now, in this case, obviously it's good because there's additional evidence here, but even in the, um, you know, it's good that, that this guy was so sloppy because I think he's going to end up getting very easily convicted. Um, but he, even in the case in Idaho, there's somebody who was studying criminology, which yes. is, uh, which was an, another aspect of this as we talked about and, um, studying criminology and didn't really understand cell phone tower, geolocation, and how all of that works, but also how it would look to law enforcement, how they can piece this together. Things like turning the phone off just during the murder period is itself an indicator that something was going on, right? That doesn't cover you if you never turn your phone off for six months previously at that time. 
Um, so there are some of those things that come together. And, and you know, Clay, we, we talked about the uh, uh, how there looks – there are reports. These are not confirmed by law enforcement. There are reports in the media that there was some effort by the alleged – quadruple murderer in moscow idaho to reach out to one of those one of those young women um just another indicator of you know social people are are social media puts a lot out there and can create a lot of problems for for folks even if they don't even if they don't do anything wrong just the information that they put out there can be can be used against them one of my buddies and i used to think he was crazy um one of my buddies was always super he was super careful that he never posted anything on social media when he was still at the venue. And I always thought that was kind of crazy. And then later I'm like, you know, I kind of see that argument. There's a guy. But if you're a girl and you're listening to us right now, given how easy it is for people to keep tabs on social media accounts, posting like a photo from a bar that you might be at or somewhere that you're out with friends while you're still there Probably not a good idea, right? Like, wait till you get back home, post them the next morning, whatever it might be, instead of giving people a target, theoretically, of where you are. I'm sure you you know, you, you probably are covering this on OutKick because of the sports component of the story, but this gymnast and TikTok sensation Olivia Dunn, yeah, she oh, has yeah. had to get police involved because of social media, you know, because of social media fans, and people increasingly, everyone's sharing... They're sharing where they are. They're sharing who they're with. They're sharing where they're going. You know, when you become a a figure of of public influence like this, even if you're a TikTok influencer or Instagram star, whatever it may be, there are a lot of crazy people out there. Olivia and I think you know, I think people don't learn the security protocols that would be necessary and helpful for them to stay safe if they're going to have millions of people looking at all their photos and their day to day lives. Olivia Dunn, for those of you who don't know, is a LSU women's gymnastics star. I mean, LSU has a great gymnastics program. She is probably the highest-earning NIL uh, female athlete in the country. That's name, image, and likeness, which is now legal. She's made millions of dollars. She's good-looking, smart, savvy on TikTok and Instagram and all these sites where people in their teens and their 20s would spend a lot of time, but it has brought with it an unbelievable crush of attention. And frankly, I don't think it's... If you were a member of, say, the LSU football team, they're kind of used to the idea. Joe Burrow had a lot of fans, right? And they're, I think, kind of aware of how to handle that. I don't think that they've ever experienced anything like this in gymnastics like they would have in football or men's basketball where the onrush and the amount of attention from fans would be so overwhelming. But she's a great example sometimes of the pratfalls out there. You know, there's a convention out in Las Vegas. People refer to it as SHOT Show. It's a convention of gun manufacturers, ammunition suppliers, and all the industry members that focus on sports firearms. It's a popular convention. It's actually hard to get tickets to admission. One product that really stands out, something called the Mantis X. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light and allows you to train from home practicing your shot without using ammunition. It's both effective and fun. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. Nearly everyone using Mantis X to train improves their shooting performance within 20 minutes' time of using this device. 
This is a product now also being used by the U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. It's going to benefit your aim and make your shot so much more accurate. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. From the front lines of freedom and truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does the president mean when he said no regrets? Because he's also said he takes very seriously the handling of classified documents. So I'm unclear what he means about no regrets. So I'm not going to comment further from what the president has said uh, yesterday. I think he laid out his thoughts. He was asked about it. He laid out his thoughts of whatever question he was asked. I'm not going to get into specifics or I'm not going to go beyond what the president has said. But I will reiterate from here and basically what he said to all of you many times at this point, that he does indeed take classified information. And seriously, he does indeed take classified documents. Seriously, I'm just not going to go beyond that. So a lot of I heard a lot of words from Corinne Jean-Pierre there. I didn't hear a lot of answers. I just heard a lot of... I heard her talking, but uh, it, it was mostly her talking about how she's not going to talk about the things she's talking about. And then we just sort of moved to Biden said everything he's going to say, but let me also say that he takes classified really seriously. Hmm. 
Am I the only person, Buck, who when they hear no regrets in that kind of fashion where you clearly should have regrets, like that you think about the uh, tattoo, you know, the viral yeah. tattoo of the... <laughs> it, generally speaking, if you have to tell other people you have no regrets about something, yes. there's a chance you've got some regrets. I'm not saying always, but as a general rule, if you're like, I have no regrets, like, well... why well, Especially you when do? you might have committed a crime. Right? Like, just regret the fact that you put yourself in a position where you might have committed a crime. It seems like it kind of, I mean, most people would say that, right? If you get pulled over for speeding, like, do I regret getting pulled over speeding? Maybe not, because I was trying to get somewhere faster. But I regret the fact that I have to pay the traffic ticket. You know, Lou in Pennsylvania, is he still with us, guys? Because he wants to point out, you never know in a criminal trial. Lou, what do you got for us? Hey, yeah. Clay and Buck, hey, it's Luke from Pennsylvania. Luke oh, it said Lou on my sheet. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, big fans, uh, first-time caller. Uh, just wanted to make a quick point about uh, the husband in Massachusetts that you guys were talking about, the, the Brian Walsh. Um, and I was just thinking, like, going back, what, a decade or so ago about Casey Anthony in Florida. Yep. I mean, look at all, all the incriminating evidence that they had on her, like Google searching from the mom and dad's home and and all that. I don't Did remember the, the details attorney, of that trial. I just remember the public opinion was very opposed to the verdict there. Yeah, the defense my I, and I'll look this up during the break, but I believe the defense attorney in the Casey Anthony trial was also one of the defense attorneys in the Aaron Hernandez case. And he got a not guilty in both of those. Remember, Aaron Hernandez was convicted in Massachusetts for one murder if I remember correctly, but then got off on the second one that may have had just as good of evidence as the first one. I think he had the same criminal defense attorney as Casey Anthony. The guy's probably the best criminal defense attorney in the country just based on the fact that he got not guilty verdicts in both of those uh, both of those cases. Uh, but I want to tell you guys, uh, a lot of you out there right now, trying to make a smart decision to save money because inflation's still up there. There are a lot of difficulties economically. And just about everybody has a cell phone. Are you saving as much money on your cell phone bill as you could? Probably not, unless you have Pure Talk. Because they will hook you up, 5G network, get and ensure that you have fabulous coverage and you're saving a bundle. This is a veteran-owned business with people working to handle your issues right here in the United States. Switching is easy. You can keep your same phone and your same number and the whole process will take about 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it. If you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Here's how you change. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Stay with 710 WOR for the Sean Hannity Show coming up at 3. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays as you head into the weekend and what should be, hopefully, a fantastic weekend for everybody out there. Um, And uh, a big part of the weekend, I think, for many people, will be the NFL playoffs, which, Buck, you will not watch a minute of. Do you watch the Super Bowl? Have we had this discussion? Uh, because my dad and brothers watch it, uh, I watch it with them. But mostly I'm I'm into the food and the commercials. I'm one of those. 
Yeah, I mean, Fox has got the Super Bowl this year, um, which is out in Phoenix. So I will be out there, and I'm looking forward to it. And that's what we were talking with Shannon Bream earlier about the Supreme Court. They are going to uh, do her show from the end zone, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, but I, the the amount of gaslighting. So uh, there are a couple of different clips that I want to play. One from our friends at The View, Buck. The other one from uh, CNN. But I want to start with the CNN one because... CNN has now shifted their argument in a big way that, see, there's a huge difference between Donald Trump's classified document scandal and Joe Biden's classified documents scandal. They're trying to make that difference. And now they're also making the argument, Buck, that there's just way too many things classified. And so that's the real problem. Let's listen. This is CNN, I believe, either today or yesterday uh, with Katie Bo Lillis, I believe is who this is. Listen. This kind of classified spillage happens almost literally every day. And most of the time, it's completely accidental. An employee accidentally takes home a classified document in a briefcase. In one example that we were told, the employee found a classified document that had been accidentally attached to an unclassified travel itinerary. He slept with it under his pillow for a night, returned it the next day, and that was that. Most of these cases are dealt with administratively, internally, with a simple conversation with the security officer at the agency in question. Now, of course, in more severe cases, there can be penalties such as losing your security clearance or even being fired. But part of the reason this is so common, Caitlin, is simply the law of large numbers. There are over 4 million security clearance holders floating around out there. All right. So, Buck, I don't remember any of this larger context when Donald Trump allegedly had classified documents. It was this is an existential threat to the nation. Our democracy is at stake. If the FBI doesn't raid Mar-a-Lago, who knows what might end up happening. Now the lapdogs are out. What's your reaction when you hear CNN bringing in people to say classified documents overrated? Well, you, you nailed it because what they're saying is true. It's just they're only saying it now, right? Yeah. They didn't say it about Trump. Uh, and you it said is this true. on our show. You were like, everything is classified. Yes. Like, there are so many classified right. documents. So I'm, I'm not going to now just take the opposite point of view because CNN is is saying what is true. The point is, as, as you and I have discussed many, time, many times, one of the biggest decisions that is made from an editorial and you could argue even propaganda perspective is what to talk about. Never yep. mind even how you talk about it. It is, do you or do you not cover an issue or do you or do you not have a certain discussion and all this context that they're adding for Joe Biden is meant to soften the blow for the public psyche about the fact that Joe Biden is a buffoon who has done the very thing that once again was supposed to be the walls are closing in on Trump. They're closing in on him. They finally got him. And we know. No, they don't. Um, You know, they were geared. Look, you and I said it seemed like at one point they were gearing up for a prosecution uh, or some kind of an indictment, I should say, of Donald Trump over this issue. And there are a lot of ways he could have been indicted and then pardoned right away by Biden just for the political, that political juice of, uh, oh, well, Biden had to pardon him, but he's really a felon, right? There are a lot of things, a lot of ways that could have played out. Biden's classified document issue has headed that off at the pass. I, I don't think there's any chance now of anything against Donald Trump because of this. The media is having to adjust to that new reality but all these things that they're saying are always true about classified documents. There's, they're, they're all over the place. Overclassification 
is actually the rule, not the exception. Everything is overclassified uh, in, in the government on a day-to-day basis. Um, the rules are completely disparately applied. And, you know, I think that they should dramatically overhaul the system so that, you know, it really gets into you have to be very clear about what is sensitive and very clear about what is not. Um, I mean, I remember I remember once this was on U.S. soil. There was something about, uh, you know, I saw something that was classified about a, a U.S. government building. And I'm like, what they're saying is classified. If you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. Yeah. If it's the first thing that comes up on Google. I don't know if we can have it as classified. Now, if you really want a mind bender, the government will tell you. I know the classification rules pretty darn well. I'm, you know, getting a little, little fuzzy in my old age here, but they'll claim that the affirmation, the official affirmation of what is already widely known is and can be a classification issue. So this is where you get into the fact that the U.S. government has drones that can kill people. Is it still class? It's in movies. It's talked about all the right. time. It's is it still classified? And and I they were tr- under the Obama administration. They were trying to say it was. The New York Times had had predator drones in detail on the front page with you know rough speed approximations, what they look like, everything else. But was the government willing to say if it was cl- you know it, it gets into nonsense, folks? This is the truth, and the government is incompetent on a whole range of things. They're not going to be particularly adept at deciphering what is truly sensitive from what is just overclassified. And it starts to get into a discussion here like, who cares? Yeah. You know, this is the problem. It starts to break down into, all right, so what did anyone even see this? Did the bad guys get a hold of this? I said one. So there is CNN's new talking points. Our good friend Joy Behar, a.k.a. the dumbest person on television daily. Clay is so mean. Came out with her take on the Alec Baldwin charges. I want to play for you Joy Behar on The View explaining that this was just political persecution. That's why Alec Baldwin is being charged. Listen. You know, the, the, the DA who uh, is, is indicting him or whatever you, uh, the legal term is right now, mm-hmm. she, she's a big Republican. I'm only saying this because Alec Baldwin is a target. For Republicans, they cannot stand him. Okay, I'm just saying. Fact- okay, that's not true. The DA who charged Alec Baldwin is actually a Democrat. All right, Buck. She has it. I mean, her entire argument. You would think you could say to one of the fifty people who work on the View staff, "Hey, we're talking about Alec Baldwin. Can you give me any talking points at all?" The Santa Fe DA. Mary Carmick Altweiss, and I may not be pronouncing her name correctly, uh, is a member of the Democrat Party uh, and is the New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney. Um, So her entire argument that Alec Baldwin is being indicted for involuntary manslaughter, one thing we can clean up from yesterday, Buck, one charge has 18 months that he could face. Another charge has up to five years. So we initially just talked about the 18 months. There's two charges out there. But this right. is so bad to whiff on that as your entire basis for your analysis of the Alec Baldwin situation. Every day she's dumb, but also her facts are often wildly inaccurate. Yes, they are non-facts or yes. untrue facts. Yes. Uh, look, if you're 
if you're getting legal defense advice from Joy Behar, you're definitely going to prison. <laughs> so you can start with that. There's no, there's uh, no if ands or buts. You know, if she comes into your cell, she's like, I have an idea. We're just gonna go and we're gonna say that it's a big bad Republican who's pressing the charges. You're going to prison for a I'm long time. I'm just imagining Joy Behar, defense attorney, and I uh, I think mean, the, the judge just merely having to listen to her for hours every day uh, on opening and closing arguments at a minimum would drive everybody insane. So this is not like a My Cousin Vinny situation where all of a sudden the brilliance would emerge from the Joy Behar defense team. Trust me on that one. And in terms of Alec Baldwin and, and the, the decision here to, to charge – you know, I, I do. I'm going to say this, and this is not a popular point of view, I'm sure, with, with a lot of folks who really don't like Alec Baldwin. I, I think he's actually got a shot of beating this. I yeah. really do. Because, you know, the, the, what if you apply a reasonable man standard, I think the armorer is in a lot of trouble for involuntary manslaughter, right? One, but, one of the people who said uh, that the gun was safe, like called out, no lie, whatever he said, I was reading this morning, he's already pled guilty. Right. So one of the people involved in this has already pled guilty. The armorer is also charged, and they still don't know how they ended up with live rounds all over the entire set. Yeah, I, but I, I think just right. I, I think that there's a chance that they'll be able to argue in front of a jury. This guy's an actor. He was told by the people who are paid to make sure that there is you know that these are safe weapons. Um, you know, look, and to the gun community, that's a totally unacceptable defense they'd say no sorry you pull the trigger it's a gun you have it in your hand you know you, you whatever round exits you are responsible for that a, a, a video you know for the movie of him like drawing the gun in other words they're arguing there was no need for him to point or to pull the trigger in this scene uh and that is one of the reasons why his negligence was in play because he pointed it at someone and they say pulled the trigger when really the shot if you're thinking about the camera it's a close-up of him pulling a gun, and there ah. isn't supposed to be a firing as a part of you know sort of the scene right. that they were shooting. So, so I think there was a famous case a long time ago. I don't remember who it was, and I'm just going off of memory. But people know that blanks, for example, blanks are not safe to use as a as like a toy or anything. You can die. As yeah. I, I think an actor held a gun with blanks in it to his head, to his temple, and there's some you know wad essentially. Yeah. There's there's a bit of a projectile that does, and it actually went into his brain and, and it killed him. So you know if you're on set, even if you had a blank, let's say, okay, if you fire the blank in the scene, that's understandable. If you go up to somebody, put that blank gun up to their temple and pull the trigger, that's negligence. Now that's on you. That's it. So it sounds like you're getting closer to he did something here that broke with the protocol on set. And if that's the case, then I think then I think involuntary manslaughter sticks. I think it's that that's their argument based on my reading on this case. It reminds me what you're talking about on the set. You remember Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son? Oh, yes. He died in a uh, on set, if I remember correctly, shooting that was considered to be accidental. It wasn't a live round. I think there was some, it was like projectile from the barrel of a blank, a, a gun with blanks in it. I believe that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so anyway, look, it's, it, that's a very, that's a very interesting though, uh, if there was negligence on set, that changes the whole the whole uh, game plan for Alec, Alec Baldwin. My friends, Legacy Box is amazing. They're helping a whole lot of families revisit some great moments and memories. That's because they're digitizing old family videotapes and Super 8 films and putting those memories onto digital files. Once all those hours of home movies have been digitally transferred onto computer files or thumb drives, 
it's so easy for you to pick and choose what you want to watch and enjoy again and again. And you can share it with other family members so easily. If you haven't done this yet for your family, now's the time. It's a great Valentine's Day gift idea, too. Get in touch with Legacy Box and ask them to send you one of their specially made shipping boxes. You fill it full of all the items you want digitized and ship it back to them overnight. They receive it, let you know when they have it, and then they start hand transferring each of your tapes and film into digital files for you. All of that gets done in about three weeks' time, and you get messages throughout with progress reports from Legacy Box. Let's get you started. This is a great beginning-of-year project for you and one your family will enjoy. You can enjoy this outcome for years to come. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to take advantage of a great discount offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You're going to love the experience and the results. Clay and I have both used Legacy Box, and it's fantastic. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies, I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael to the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just a, a note of uh, factual update here. Did he died by accidental, self-inflicted shooting with a blank on on set on the set of a show called Cover Up? So that and how that's uh, how that's playing out. Um, Clay, you know, you always any. All guns are always loaded is the first thing they always tell you about gun safety, that and, you know, the keep your finger off the trigger until you've made the affirmative decision to shoot. 
Uh, there's a few other safety rules that have to be drummed into your drummed into your head. I'm almost surprised that this hasn't happened, though, what happened to Alec Baldwin on some other sets, just based on the fact that you got a lot of people handling firearms who don't really know anything about firearms. Yeah, and then the actors themselves often don't. Right. Well, that's so what, that's what I mean. I'm uh, talking about the actors. They're yeah, they're... but e- even like the you know prop people and everything else, um, you know, on this on this movie, and there have certainly been a lot of uh, a lot of issues with uh, with guns over the years. We were talking about the one you just referenced, and certainly, I believe Brandon Lee, who a lot of people remember the movie The Crow. I mean, I think he was in his 20s when he died. There, he would have been a huge star. I think if he hadn't died during the filming of that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, so we, we had, uh, we were thinking about uh, some ending on a, on a light note. Cause we try to do that. Cause I think yesterday it was man. End of the show. Got a little grim. I, if we're talking about some true crime thing or something. No, was, no, no. Rough. Well, the Supreme court news broke. Uh, and so we talked about the fact that they weren't going to have anybody that they caught. Uh, and then the day before, I think it was the arrest of the guy in right, Massachusetts. That was, okay. That was the, that was the, the, the grim ending to the show. But here's something. Uh, I know Tucker had this guy in his show earlier in the week, Constantine Kassin. I don't, I don't know him. Uh, but he has gone viral with this clip we want to share with you, uh, talking about wokeness to Oxford University students in the UK. Here's that viral, a portion of that viral clip, play 26. The only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings, that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Build, help, work, Learn much better than cry, whine, complain, be a victim, and throw paint on masterpieces to get attention. No doubt. And also, it's worth everybody thinking out uh, at large about this. The world is imperfect, but tearing down the imperfect to replace it with the awful is not making anything better. So I, I think that's so well said, what he was saying. There's a lot of creative destruction out there. But don't forget the creative, right? Yes. It, just destruction for itself is not in any way an improvement. Yes, like communism, for example, which we should remind all the Democrats out there. Open a history book. Tearing it all down and replacing it with utopia doesn't end well for anybody, folks. Have a great weekend. <laughs> More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.